Before we begin today's episode of the I'm Fine podcast, we want to make sure to thank our partner, Trio. Are you anxious about the start of a new school year? Maybe you haven't been in school for a while and you're interested in going back or you're thinking about changing careers. The TRIO staff at Governor State University are the perfect people to help you out. TRIO can help with the financial aid process and the scholarship process. TRIO can provide fee waivers for admission applications, assist with the admission application process, online tutoring, help with GED referrals, and provide payments for the GED test. TRIO provides various avenues for career exploration as well as resume and interview preparation. If you're ready to take the next step on your educational journey, contact TRIO at 708-235-3353 for more information or visit their website at www.governorstategovst.edu forward slash TRIO, T-R-I-O, E-O-C. On today's episode of the I'm Fine podcast, we are going to talk about being freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional about spirituality. We're going to talk about its relationship with mental health, the differences between spirituality and religion, how spirituality has assisted us in our own mental health journey, and then to have some fun with the time of year and the reason for the season, we're going to talk about how spiritual outlooks can tie into the paranormal, and maybe even share a few ghost stories of our own. Welcome to the I'm Fine Podcast with your freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional hosts, Eric Peterson and Brad Stozik. You brought something up. You brought something up when we sat down and I yelled at you. I don't want to because I feel like I'm going to be a ghost on the next episode if I bring it up again. I didn't mean to yell at you. (laughs) I didn't mean to yell at you. And while... It sort of ties into the show and it sort of doesn't. But I'll tell you that one thing that is not good for my mental health, Brad, and that's being a fucking Chicago Bears fan. Yeah. Can we? Dude, Justin Fields played his best half of football since he's been drafted and the defense blew a 21 point lead. Amazing. Can I tell you? That it has now, it is, we are recording this, it's October 3rd. It has been one calendar year since the Bears won their last fucking football game. There is a picture online about um, all of the professional sports teams that have not won a game since Elon Musk bought Twitter. Elon Musk bought Twitter in October of 2022. Can I tell you... Let me tell you something, Brad. Can I fucking tell you (laughs) that every sports team, not just the NFL, but the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, every sports, professional sports team has won a game with the exception of the Chicago Bears. They lost 14 games straight. (laughs) It's so... It's not good for my mental health. And the one thing about it all, too, and I think I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but like so last year, as many know, in October, my mom, my mom passed away. Right. And so, like, I was really spending time with my dad. And one of the things that we would do because she passed away October, I think it was October 22nd, um, was I would go over to his house on Sundays and we would try to spend some time together uh, bonding by watching football because we both like football and so i had to start 
Like I was bonding with my dad watching the Bears on the very beginning of their 14 game losing streak. Like there is a silver lining, though. Right. There's not, what is oh, a draft pick? Draft pick. Is that the silver lining? Right. But <sighs> but just hear me out for a second. If they do have the worst record at the end of the season, they will not only have the first pick, but they will have the first and second pick. Eh? <laughs> and what are, what are they going to do with it? What are they going to fucking do uh, with it? Draft a washed up quarterback and a mediocre lineman. I just want to talk about <laughs> something that will make me feel better than the Bears, like ghosts and stuff. Ghosts that will cool. make me feel better. Yeah. So let's get into what we wanted to talk about let's today. do it. Spirituality. Um, this was your idea. Yeah. You asked me, you're like, can we talk about spirituality? And at first, you know, we've talked about spirituality quite a bit here and there on this podcast like yeah. what it's meant for us so to have like a, an episode dedicated to it especially around halloween where we can talk about spirituality and then kind of get into a little bit of the paranormal side i thought it was a pretty cool idea so i i was all about it man yeah that's i mean i thought about it because halloween so i was like oh spirits spirituality and then i did some research and i realized spirituality has nothing to do with halloween <laughs> no no it does not it does not have much to do with halloween i did find like one article that ties it a little bit i'm like good enough for me you know what i mean let's get it but here we are here we are look at us so yeah what you, uh what do you got what so to start off like what what is spirituality yeah so according to verywellminds.com spirituality um is the broad concept of a belief in something beyond the self so uh, i mean that's a pretty broad it's just it's just believing that it, there's like a higher something that exists because like we've talked about it before um I, and i'm not speaking for you but i don't think either one of us have any issue with religion it's just as far as what it when it comes to what i identify with yeah uh, i identify more like I've, I've talked about before with the philosophy stoicism you know what i mean i identify more with like a lot of the principles of of being spiritual i do believe that there is something higher i just don't know as far as like religion is concerned which specific one i would dedicate everything to like that i really could get behind yeah you know what i mean i mean what is that for you uh yeah i'm i'm pretty much because they're so similar they're so dude the big three right christianity judaism is like spaghetti monster Flying spaghetti monster in Islam, yes, yes, <laughs> but no, but like the the I don't know, I have a real extensive background knowledge of it, but what I do understand is that the one of the big main differences is the role of Jesus, right? So I don't think I can be like, oh yeah, Christianity is right and Judaism's wrong because Jesus, you know, like his role is different. Like, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always believed in the basic principles. Like, I, I can get behind things like, don't fucking murder anybody. Yep. Like, don't be an asshole. Try to be a good person. Which I feel like essentially most religions are like kind of all about that. You know yeah. what I mean? And I can get yep. behind that. But then you lose me in the details sometimes, yep. and that's why I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to sully either myself or your religion by saying I'm a member of your religion if, if I'm not devout, if I'm not practicing regularly. Whereas, like I said, stoicism, that's something that I practice regularly. Like I read uh, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, Seneca, like I'll read that shit, you know, like almost not quite daily, but yeah. multiple times a week. And it, and it helps balance me out. So, I mean, I think when I was at my worst, uh, which was years ago, I had nothing 
from a spiritual perspective. I had a little bit of a falling out with religion and I didn't know how to kind of put myself together. And that's when I came across Marcus Aurelius. And when I came across Stoicism and I started uh, kind of practicing some of the things that they were talking about, I realized that in my opinion, everybody needs a framework to build their character on. And I don't care if that's uh, Christianity, Islam, you know, whatever it is, or uh, being uh, stoic or any sort of spirituality for that matter, as I think that it's really important that you have that connection to something greater than you um, to build the rest of your character on. Because it's important for you to know that there's something bigger than you out there, that you're a part of something bigger. And I think... I, I think that's why I think spirituality and or religion is such an important factor in building that framework. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. But I know that you also found, well, sorry, but before yeah. I talk about the differences, uh, as far as like how spirituality is actually tied to mental health, what did you, what did you get on that? Yeah. McLeanHospital.org stated that spirituality can help maintain or uh, bolster your mental health um, in the following ways. So it creates a sense of purpose and meaning um, and that helps to deal with challenging life situations. So the fact that like being spiritual or having a sense of spirituality gives your life meaning, dude, that's huge. Like that, that in of itself could be a major mental health shift. Yeah, because I don't know, like, I think the big question, the biggest question is what is the meaning of life? I think the one of the biggest questions from a humanity perspective, right? I I think the better way to look at it is what's not the meaning of life overall, but like, what's the meaning of your life? Well, yes, I agree. And I also think that it's like the I think the meaning of life is to find to to give your life meaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the meaning is to find your, your meaning. And so, yes, I definitely think that the whole, uh, piece of spirituality is really, really important because when you're dealing with really challenging life situations, it helps to have something to believe in. And I think, and this is kind of in a more negative light, But one thing that I think of as like an example of this is, have you ever seen or read Stephen King's The Mist? Yes. Uh, Have you read it or watched it? That's the one that get like caught in the grocery store, right? Yeah, I read, I watched it. Okay. So there's this person in the grocery store that's like this religious person, like very devout. And in the very beginning of the the movie, because I haven't read the short story, but Uh, In the very beginning of the movie, you know, a lot of people kind of cast her aside and they don't really pay any attention to her. They look down on her, whatever, talk shit about her. And then as the world gets scarier and scarier, more people gravitate to her. And again, what I'm not trying to paint it in a negative way. I'm just saying that like when shit gets really tough, when things get really hard, just a bit being a human being it helps to have something to gravitate to. Oh, yeah. That, that, and, and 
that's why I think you should take the time to look into all the different religions, all the different depths of spirituality and everything to find what works for you. Find what gravitates to you, find what your heart speaks to or what speaks to your heart. And then, and then go with that. Because then when you find yourself in those challenging situations, you can say those things and it can come naturally because like, again, for me, when I'm dealing with really difficult things, I will go back and pull out like a Marcus Aurelius quote out of my head. You know what I mean? Like one that I've read multiple times and I'm like, man, you know, the, and then by reading that, okay, it makes me feel a little bit better. Um, there's another book I recommend. It was uh, done by Tim Ferriss, who's done like the four hour body, the four hour work week, all these other great books. And uh, he's also a big fan of stoicism. And it's... Um, the, I think it's the Tao of Seneca or the Seneca letters. I can't remember, but it's just a collection of letters between, uh, Seneca. I don't think it was Epictetus. I don't know. Seneca. And I think some, one of his, like, I don't know, one of his followers and each letter is like a couple of minutes. And it's just Seneca talking about how he would deal with a certain life situation. And if you read it, or if you listen to it and you were to take out the names because the names are all like old school names yeah, yeah and put in new names and you were to listen to it you're like okay i could see how this shit would apply to my life and so i've listened to that a lot and like those are the type of things that i really i've always really gravitated to like what about you um i actually i have never really gravitated towards any type of spiritual yeah anything i actually just recently started my spiritual journey so i i never i never turned to i was always conflicted of like yeah something's out there but is it a god is it the christian god is it you know xyz and if it is the christian god what makes the christian god so much better than any other god right so i never really i never really dabbled in spirituality and religion all that much yeah but then it's like i don't know i think that i was like the men in black do you remember the movie, all the men in black movies? Oh yeah. Do you remember at the end of each one where like it takes a look at our, it zooms out from our world and essentially the scene is like, we're a fucking marble yeah. in a bag of marble. Like our earth, our solar system, our entire universe is just a marble in a giant bag of marbles and, or, or it's in a fucking locker somewhere. And you're just like, I genuinely believe that there's a higher something oh. going on. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? I believe that there is a higher entity that understands a lot of which we do not understand. And a lot of which we don't even know to understand. The oh. things that we don't know, we don't know. Oh, yeah. I think something knows. I just don't know to what particular religion uh, that thing belongs to. But it, I do believe that there's a thing. You know what I'm saying? So do you think it that thing... If it is all knowing and has control, does it really give a crap about religion? I mean, probably not. And I think about when I think about that, I think about The Simpsons. And The Simpsons had a great episode where Lisa, like, literally just left a fucking petri dish in her bedroom. And then all of a sudden, it developed into this entire world and then the world was like idolizing and worshiping lisa and lisa didn't even fucking know it was there you know what i'm saying you're just so you're just like yeah i i don't know i do think when you look at 
some of the more ancient texts and like the Epic of Gilgamesh, the story, I think that story predates the Bible, if I remember correctly. I, I think you're right. And uh, like all of the, um, what do you call them, that are like etched in the fucking temples, uh, hieroglyphics oh, and all yeah, this yeah. stuff, where like they talk about higher beings. Like they've always talked about higher beings, whether that's fucking aliens or a god or if that's the same thing. I don't fucking know. But like, we've always talked about something like even back then when we didn't have any of the technology we have now or any of this other stuff, we were able to accomplish things. And the things that we were able to accomplish allegedly, like in some of these uh, scriptures and, and, um, and, and drawings and things were done with the help from some higher thing. So that's why I'm like, all right, there's something I think I just don't. It's just so frustrating knowing that you're stupid. Yeah, I just fucking, I don't know, dude. I don't fucking, I'm not going to act like I know. And I think I've told you before, I've gone to a lot of different churches. Yeah. um, And I found a lot of things that I loved about all the churches that I went to. But what I noticed was what I loved was was really about the people that were at that church, not yeah. necessarily about what specifically that religion was was discussing. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But um as far as like spirituality and religion specifically, there yeah. are some differences. And there... you found what those differences were, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So according to mindalley <clears throat> mindalley.com, uh simply put, and this is this is a direct quote uh, simply put, spirituality has no rules, whereas religion is wholly based upon pre-established beliefs, uh, pre-established beliefs and practices and dogma. Yeah, I think that's why I like um, one of the reasons why one of the things that I appreciate about the current pope is that he seems more progressive on some things. Yeah. Like when I've heard. Because, okay, in certain things, when you look at like religion and religion says, well, the the earth is only 4,000 years old or whatever. And then you have the scientists who say, well, it looks like earth is way older than that. You know, it used to be that religion would just be like, nope, you're wrong. And like would never even, you know what I mean? And then that's where you're losing people. That's where you're losing. But then like the new pope was like, yeah, maybe like he didn't seem like he was shutting that shit down. He's like, no, no, it's possible. And be. That kind of stuff now was what's like, okay. And I was listening to him talk about his views on a lot of other things that other popes would have initially just shot right down. Oh, yeah. Nope. But he's like expanding on it and talking about it. And I think, okay, well, that's how you get me more invested in your belief structure to know that you can be a little bit more flexible about some of these things. So, I mean... I don't know. I just thought that, you know, uh, it was interesting. I mean, given the track record for Christianity and the Pope and stuff, there's not a whole lot of flexibility in there. (laughs) There's some sketchiness. There's definitely a little bit of sketchiness here and there. But I mean, I, if you want to continue to reach people and you want to continue to, you know, spread the good word, then I think by being a little bit more inclusive on some things that you might've initially shot down as a good, is a, is a step in the right direction. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's a, it's almost like a last, um, like a last ditch attempt to save a religion because I don't know if you've noticed, but like the younger generation in like today's society, do nobody goes to church? I, nobody go, I don't, I see that a lot of people aren't going to church, but I do, I have noticed that a lot of people that I know are religious, 
yeah. um, and that weren't initially religious when we were in like high school hmm. and they found it. And, and again, my whole thing with like religion or spirituality is just like, as long as you found it in a genuine way and it's like, and it's yours and it speaks to your heart and, and, and all that other stuff, then fucking good to go. Like do yeah. it. But I, I think that the idea of like being able to go to church, things like that, like that kind of stuff, I think especially with work and family and all this other kind of stuff, it could be a lot harder now, but I, I still see a lot of people, a lot of my friends that are religious and I have friends like I've, I've talked about before. Some of the best conversations I've had have been th with several of my friends who are all very different as far as what their religious beliefs are from atheists to a very good friend of mine of ours is Mormon. Um, and then Christian, Catholic, like, and and we've had beautiful conversations. We've had beautiful conversations because we've just talked about our beliefs about the world. And then we just get to draw parallels between like, oh, this is what the Mormon belief is. Well, like, you know, in Stoicism, we believe this. And then you can kind of draw those those parallels. And it's kind of nice. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. always like that. Those are the those are the conversations that are good. Not the yeah. ones where it's like, oh, we're right. You're wrong. Freaking deal with it. I'm not even going to hear what you have to say. I agree. And I really hope that that's more of like a, the older, older, older generations yeah. way of thinking, because I, I really hope that, that that's something that can change. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I think people, I think it's changing because people are realizing no one's ever going to know. Right. And if you find out, you can't come back and tell us about it. Right. So why be Donnie Tar's throats about it? Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I think that, uh, what, what movie was it? Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Have you ever read that book or watched mm. that movie? No. That's uh -huh. another really good one. Um, it's, uh, man, it's probably about 15 years old or more now, but it, it dives into some of those, uh, ideas. And then it, it's about these people in the spaceship that travel all around the fucking universe and all this other stuff. And they, it's about trying to figure out what the answer of life is. Yeah. And spoiler alert. Um, in the movie, like the answer of life, the answer to what the meaning of life is, is 42. Like that's the fucking answer. Like it's a great movie. And if you ever have a couple of hours, it's got Martin. I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy from, um, he was in the Shaun of the Dead, all the, uh, Cornetto trilogy movies with Simon Pegg. Um, and he was also, uh, he's also in the new Marvel movies. His name's Martin. First name's Martin. I can't remember his last name, but it's a great movie. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand that there are the, those differences between spirituality and religion. What else yeah. did you find? So there was like, they listed some specific ones, uh, between the two. Uh, so there are six specific differences between the, uh, between religion and spirituality. So the first one is there are no rules to spirituality. Um, you don't have to go to church every Sunday. You don't have to like break bread and do all that stuff. You can just be spiritual. <laughs> um, spirituality is based um, only on love and not fear. So again, it goes back to like Christianity, spreading fear, all that stuff. Yep. Um, religion tells you the truth. Spiritual Spirituality allows you to discover it. I think that's also part of the reason why I gravitate a little bit more towards spirituality over religion yeah. is just because I am very, in some ways I'm kind of anti-authority, I think. And so I would rather 
find the truth out for myself than have somebody tell me this is what you have to do this is what you have to believe yeah and i'm not saying that's the right answer i'm just saying that that's how my fucking brain works you know what i mean and, oh yeah and i'm going to feel less intimidated and feel less guilt if i get to figure things out on my own and like you said if it's based on love and not fear well then it's going to be a much easier transition for me to go to from a place of no belief structure whatsoever into being spiritual to yeah. some degree yep. and just acknowledging your own spirit your own soul that there is energy around us you know what i mean and and and, and those kind of things but yeah yeah um so religion separates whereas spirituality unites mm -hmm. um the difference between uh karma and punishment so spirituality, there's more of like, we believe that like, if you like, they're more like karma, right? Yeah. And then whereas religions like, oh, you're going to hell. Yeah. And then the last one is, uh, uh, you like you, like you just said, you get to walk your own path. Yeah. I think that's and pave your own road. I think that's important. Um, I liked, there was one, so when I think about the books that I gravitated to uh, in my worst moments, and I've talked about a few of them before, uh, one is Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl. Mm -hmm. uh, and he went through the Holocaust, lost a bunch of his family, and it was fucking just terrible. Like the first part of the book is just him, um, his accounts of like witnessing the Holocaust. And then the second part is like of how he dealt with it when he got out. And it's an amazing story about perseverance and the mind's ability like to just, um, if like he said, if you can apply, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing all this stuff and probably butchering it, but <laughs> he was like, if you can apply meaning to the suffering, like it won't turn into despair. And in, he talked about how in the death camps, like you knew who was going to die that day by the look on their fucking face. You know what I mean? And how he had this belief in himself and this meaning in himself. And that's what helped him get through everything. Fucking amazing book. And then another one that I love is um, Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. Hesse, Hesse I think it's H-E-S-S-E. -S -S -E. um, and it's a story about Siddhartha and how Siddhartha became the Buddha. And again, fucking spoiler alert, but it's like a hundred years old, I think. So fuck you uh, <laughs> if you're mad at me for it. Um, in Siddhartha, it's about this man who initially was following these monks. He was a young boy and he was following these monks and the monks were like following Buddha and he wanted to achieve enlightenment. enlightenment. So he was following these monks and following Buddha um, in hopes that one day, they could achieve enlightenment which was the goal right and then he realizes excuse me that it wasn't for him he gets out of it and he makes like every fucking mistake there is like cardinal sins like he made like he got a prostitute pregnant uh he got into gambling like he did all this fucking shit and then at the very end of it uh, he met this guy who was a ferryman. Like he was on the river and he would ferry guys across the river and shit. And the guy who would ferry people across the river would just have him, he would just tell him to like listen to the river and like sit out here and listen to the river. And he was still going through and paying for the mistakes that he had made, those sins he'd committed and everything like that. And so he goes on this crazy life journey, you know, and then he ends up with this ferryman. The ferryman eventually passes away, I believe. And then 
one of the monks who was his best friend from the very beginning of the story that they'd broken off, he finds Siddhartha again at the very end as an older, much older man, as just a fairy man. And the monk who is still following the other monks noticed that Siddhartha had found enlightenment. He'd found what was only attainable by the Buddha. And it was because he lived his life. He made mistakes and he learned from those mistakes. And yeah. because and because of all of the things that he did, like it made him uh, capable of being that enlightened being through his mistakes, not through chasing the idea of being enlightened. So when you're talking about walking the path and all that other stuff, I'm like, fuck, you know, that's why Siddhartha was one of my favorite fucking books. It's a short read. You can read it in like two or three hours. Okay. It's like a really fucking good book. And, and again, you know, it's, it's based on love, not, not, not really fear, uh, because it, it talks about all the mistakes that, that Siddhartha makes, but there's no like really fear there. He's accepted. And every time he, he comes across his best friend, that monk, cause there's another point in the story, I think where he runs into him, he's always met with love, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, so I think, um, and, and those two things also helped anchor my own, again, just spirituality, I yeah. think, in understanding when it was all of the different difficult things I was going through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so other than that, I mean, what were your experiences with spirituality in your own mental health? Like I said, I know you just said that like you weren't really spiritual for a while and yeah. then you're starting to get more into it now. Yeah. And, and so what are you doing and what are you finding benefits from? <sighs> so I meditate two, two to three times a day mm -hmm. and that's just benefit in itself. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to a point where I've almost hypnotized myself. It only mm -hmm. lasted a couple minutes, but I've been able to get where like my body is basically asleep, but my mind is awake yeah um how do you meditate i just sit and close my eyes and just i focus on my breath to start with and once you focus enough on your breath you start i do a lot of guided meditations and where it leads to is like you're sitting on a beach so one of my favorite ones that i do is I, i'm i'm on a beach and there's two there's two seats set out and you sit down and then you see somebody coming along the beach and that is like your guide, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't know who this person is. Well, it was my fucking dad. No way. Yeah, it was my dad. And then at some point during the meditation, he put his hand on me and I could feel his energy being transferred to my body. And then... He places, before he left, he placed his hand on my head. Same thing. I could feel the energy being, his energy being transferred to my body. And dude, the feeling that, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It takes a lot of practice to get there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are like, oh, I can't shut my mind off. I can't do this. But if you can get to that spot where you are completely, I guess, submerged yeah. into the meditation dude it's it's changed just this i've been doing it pretty regularly for a month and it has changed my outlook on myself 
It's changed my outlook on how I feel about life, yeah. my attitude, yeah. just everything. It just super positive. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's, I love the idea of having a guide of some kind to help you spiritually. And the fact that it was your father is like, <laughs> and, and that you tap into that when you're meditating because it's like, okay, what's happening when you're meditating? And this is coming from my fucking dumb, dumb brain. Like you're just sitting there and you're letting your thoughts just pour out yeah. and you're just seeing what happens. And in doing so, are you not unlocking shit? In your own brain? Yep. Because, bro, we're fucking working all the time, man. We're working. We're doing stuff with our family. We're doing stuff for this side or the other. Like, when do you really get to sit there with your own thoughts and, like, kind of piece some things out? Because when you look at anybody that's, like, super successful, yeah, like, it seems like all those people make time to, like, meditate yeah. or something. And, and you know what else I really like about meditation is it's like you're watching a movie of your own life. Yeah. So you just... So, for example, if you're feeling depressed or sad, if you meditate, you see, you recognize the sadness, you observe it, but you don't let it dictate your life. You don't let it, you know what I mean? You don't let it take control. You just, you you recognize it, you know that it's there, but then you move on. Right. And it, Dude, I, I highly recommend meditation to anybody. <laughs> like, highly recommend it. See, and I, so like just today, today... I've just been running on fumes lately. Yeah. I could just fucking feel it. And like, I think I told you later today, I'm going to take a trip up to my family's cabins, kind of recharge the batteries a little bit. Super fucking psyched for that. But like I, my thing is I love walking meditations and walking meditations. I got from the book, um, you are here by Thich Nhat Hanh, who, uh, a monk who I think passed away not that long ago. Um, but, in it, uh, and I've referenced this book before, he walks, and when he would walk and do, or he walk, he like does walking <laughs> meditation. He fucking walks. He, he walks. Check it out. Well, um, ironically, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. But <laughs> when he meditates, that motherfucker can walk. And when he was doing his walking meditations, he would say to himself, I'm stepping with my left foot. I'm stepping with my right foot. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. And he would just do that. And then I would try to do that for a little bit. And then my, my, my brain would become inundated with like all of the miscellaneous thoughts of like, okay, I'm worried about this responsibility. I'm worried about that thing. I'm thinking about this next thing. But then when I try to like calm myself down and just think about where I am in the moment, it's impossible, not impossible, but it's really difficult to not feel present when you're doing that. Yeah. And then you just, for some reason, you like feel just a little bit better. So, yeah. And whenever I have like I do a fair amount of like public speaking and stuff and whenever I have a really big speech or I have something that I have to prepare for my like almost ritual that I'm developing essentially for myself is like the night before I will take a walk and I love taking a walk at night because it's a different vibe. You know what I mean? I feel like I can think clear. I don't put music on there's nothing wrong with it but I, I just don't i just walk and i just let my head go where my head goes yep. and then if i have a speech to write i do the same thing and i just think about the pieces of my speech and what i want to say and what i want to talk about and i think about that while i'm walking and that's where i have my best thoughts my best thoughts usually come when i'm walking yep. and like doing my little walking meditations which i'm not necessarily slowing myself down so much like tick not han yeah. I'm thinking about each and every individual thing that I'm doing, 
but I'm slowing down and just letting my brain breathe. I don't know how else to describe it. I think he did that because like I said, it's practice. It takes practice to to do this, but I think he did that because a big part of meditation is bringing yourself into the moment and living in the moment. Yeah. I think that's what I, I love the most about meditating is because it, it recenters me and you can't be mad if you're living right now. I yeah. mean, unless you're like getting punched in the face or something. Right. right. You, you can't be mad. Right. It's great. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I, I love meditating and I think um, everybody should find like a variation of meditation. Absolutely. You Absolutely. don't have to do just this way. No. But to take a second to like just again, let your brain breathe. I think it's super important. Mm-hmm. So um, what about what's your feelings on spirit animals? Spirit animals? Yeah, dude. So I jokingly tell my mom's boyfriend, Glenn, that he's my spirit animal because Ooh. he's like just me in 30 years. Like we really? act the same. And my mom, too, she's like, you guys should probably just date because you guys are the same person. <laughs> I'm like that's weird. You're dating someone like your son, weirdo. <laughs> what what makes him, what makes him feel like your spirit animal? He just, dude, it just like, I don't know, just the way he acts, his mannerisms, the way he like says stuff, and mm-hmm. like I was like, dude, I would say that. Like it's something I would say. So, if to anybody that's unfamiliar, and I just pulled this up from Dictionary.com, so don't yell at me for for being so generic. But a spirit animal, uh, in certain spiritual traditions or cultures, spirit animal refers to a spirit which helps guide or protect a person on a journey and whose characteristics that person shares or embodies. Now, I used to think all this stuff was bullshit. Okay, I used to think all this stuff was bullshit, and then I've had a few instances that have made me feel a little differently and again i'm a very open person i'm open to pretty much anything because again i'm constantly aware of my own stupidity (laughs) i mean i don't know how else to say it dude there's so much shit that i don't understand and i don't know and i'm not gonna act like i know and i'm not gonna act like i have an opinion on something i know fucking nothing about. i mean it doesn't mean you're stupid i feel stupid all the time i don't know i just story of my life bro not knowing you know so so okay spirit animals okay yes so i had a good friend if um if you're a follower of fat and what we've been doing a long time ago his name is ray ollie world war ii veteran battle of late golf biggest naval battle in uh recorded history he was in the crow's nest fucking watching kamikaze pilots hit his fucking battleship and uh, he's a friend of mine i love him uh he's a good dude he passed away he died on the fourth of july like a fucking gangster um but um Ray was in the Navy because he was in, you know, like I said, he was his battleship was the LSM 311. He was in this giant naval battle. And after he passed away, I went up to my family's cabins in northern Wisconsin. And I'll preface this with saying that Ray's wife passed away right before he did. Like yeah. I say right, but I think it was like a year or something, within a year. And I go up to the cabins and I, like I said, the, my the cabins for me, my family cabins are my special place my place to recharge my place to just get away my place to breathe it's just my favorite place in the fucking world and so i'm up there sitting on the dock one morning by myself and i see these two otters and i've never seen these otters before and these otters start swimming around the bay and they're playing with each other and all this other shit i'm like man that's fucking crazy and i see them and they take off and then later that day i see them again and this is a fucking true story. Uh, I get in my kayak because I have a kayak up there. And I'm like, I'm going to see 
I, I see the otters go all the way to the other end of the bay and one of them hops up on a uh, dock. And I'm like, I wonder how close I can get to these things. And so I get in my kayak and I get within 10 feet of one. Like he, the one that was on the dock jumps back in the water, starts swimming. I'm swimming next to it. And it doesn't seem to bother. It doesn't seem to be bothered at all. And then it kind of, it looks over at me and then it dives down and I'm like, okay, it took off. And so I turn around and I start kayaking back and then I see it under the water next to me. And then it goes under my kayak and then it takes off again. Like it was still following me. It was still fucking hanging out with me. Right. That's pretty cool. And so part of me started thinking like, fuck, dude, maybe that's like Ray and Janie, his wife. So I, that's what I call them. When I go up there now, I still see those otters and I call them Ray and Janie. And the weirdest fucking thing is after my mom died, there's a third one up there. That's That's a real fucking story, dude. Like I saw when I went up there in the spring this year, there was three and I got a picture like I went up. And so I was like, it kind of weirded me out. So I looked up some shit about otter spirit animals because I was like, I talked to a good friend of mine who was like deep into that. And here are the things about if you're if you think that an otter is your spirit animal. Otters often represent adaptability, which I think I can fucking do. I think I'm pretty adaptable. Creativity, intelligence, which like meh, and <laughs> and being balanced, which I feel like I'm a very balanced person. And what I also found, and I'm going to pull this up. This is according to a to z animals.com. It says playful otters capture our hearts. And this is as a spirit animal. They express an adorable sense of curiosity. Uh, otters have a special place in many cultures. They're also said to be beneficial animals. We can learn much from their carefree ways as a spirit animal. Um, it means you're insatiably curious, friendly, and social. It says you feel most at home when you're in the company of other people, even if they're strangers, which is like half, half, I think, but it says you're always up for a good time and you enjoy being surrounded by laughter. Like the otter, you're adaptable and resourceful. No matter what life throws your way, you always find a way to make the best of it. You're fiercely loyal to the people you care about and would do anything to protect them. <laughs> and so I fucking saw that and I sent it to my wife and she was like, uh, yeah, like I either I found another one that was way longer and I sent it to my wife and she just read it and she was like, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much fucking spot on. Can you look up any animal on there? Yeah, dude, what do you want? Because I you brought up that story. And I remember when my grandma passed away, Yep, there was a prey mantis that sat in our house on our, I didn't move for months. It, it did not move. And we said, like, oh, that's grandma watching over us, letting us know. So the praying mantis is related to patience and further waiting for the exact time to step forward and speak. The praying mantis shows up when it's time to take your spiritual or mindfulness practices deeper, especially if you've been feeling impatient with something in your life. Hmm. So that's what it says immediately. But uh, because like I've never personally been deep into like the horoscope thing at all. Yeah. And again, I'm not shitting on it because I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. But I just feel like some of it's a little too um, broad. Yeah. Where I'm just kind of like, meh, I, I don't know. I wasn't about it. But like when I read, and I read a way longer like write up about if you think the otter is your spirit animal, like what that fucking means. And dude, it was pretty much 
to a fucking T. That's pretty cool. And I do think, again, from like an energy perspective, yeah, I think there's something there with like, I don't know, animals and shit like that. Because, like, okay, so my grandmother and my mom, um, especially my grandmother, uh, loved hummingbirds. And like, I call my youngest daughter, my oldest daughter, hummingbird sometimes. Like, it's one of my nicknames for her. And I remember this one specific incident. Again, it's just like, this is something that really happened and it could have been just a normal thing, but coincidentally, it was just very fucking weird to me. So I got into an argument with my wife one night. It was like a typical, you're married type of fucking argument. And so after the argument, what I like to do um, sometimes if I can, if we can, is, you know, my wife and I'll say, you know what, let's take a break really quick. You know, we both need to compose our thoughts here and then come reconvene when we're a little bit more calm. And so I, I go out into the garage and I sit in the garage and I have the garage door open and I'm just hanging out. Okay. A we have just so I'm clear on this. We don't have any hummingbird feeders, any specific hummingbird plants, any of that shit around our fucking house. Okay. We live in a townhome surrounded by other townhomes. It's fine, but I don't see, I've never seen a hummingbird. I'm sitting on my chair and I see a hummingbird. And it doesn't only just fly past the garage. It flies into the garage and it hangs out in the garage for several seconds. Yeah. Where you're just like, this is weird. Am I hallucinating? And I just, somebody dosed me and I fucking didn't know. And then it flies in a little circle and then it fucking took off. And immediately when that happened, I said, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to try to make some shit right with my wife. Like immediately I was like this. I don't, again, I'm not religious. Yeah. But like when that happened, I was like, this is a fucking sign or something. Like my mom is like, Eric, go in there and fucking apologize or something. Yeah. Like, whatever it was. I was like, okay, I get it. Whatever that is. And I, and I follow and I did it. I did it because that happened. So again, like, I do believe I'm spiritual yeah. because I try to listen to the universe. And when things like that happen, you're like, fuck, okay, I got to do something with this, right? I can't just sit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's Dude, how I feel. With just stories like that, man. That that's just, that's got, there's got to be something else out there. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and initially, I was just like, man, I want my spirit animal to be a dragon. It's a fucking otter or whatever. And then, like I said, I read up on it. I'm like, no, oh, yeah, that's fucking cool. Like, I cute. love that. I fucking love that shit. Um, okay, so another one other thing that I found uh, as far as the differences between spirituality and religion are concerned. Yeah. So according to Angels and Demons, an online company that might as well be an encyclopedia on all things spiritual and paranormal, uh, it argues that spirituality is a much confused, misaligned word for those who try to make it synonymous with being religious. Uh, although God can play a factor into one's thinking, spirituality is being aware of, of spirit or a higher energy that not only exists within the parameters of the world, but also within you. From spirit, you can seek health, happiness, and love. And so I'm like, yeah. And again, when it talks, and, and that's what's going to tie us into the fucking spooky portion of our show. It's like, okay, we're talking about spirits and higher energy. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, I don't know about you, bro. Do you believe in ghosts? In ghosts? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think ghosts, eh, I'm not not like more of like the energy than ghosts if that's you will good, that's a good answer you know what yeah. i mean i i think that the energy's there but like the stereotypical like i mean i don't know i think that there's something there that none of us understand 
Yeah, that's what I honestly think. I just think that there's something, there's an energy or something. And it's an energy that's strong enough that certain things can pick it up. Certain yep. things can see it. Certain things can feel it. Certain people can see it or feel it. Yep. I don't fucking know. But there's something that an overwhelming majority of us do not understand. Yeah. That's what I feel. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, so... One of the things that I found as far as like how having a spiritual outlook uh, on the paranormal or like just having a spiritual outlook on the paranormal, uh, according to ghostcitytours.com, William James, uh, the author of the Varieties of Religious Experiences Studying the Human Nature, excuse me, believed that spirituality should be included as a healthy component of psychological functioning, i.e. believing in mysterious occurrences led to a more fulfilling and well-rounded life. Well, yeah, that's what I was just fucking talking about with the hummingbird, bro. Like, if, if I let that happen and I was just like, that's weird, and then I just go on <laughs> being pissed off at my wife about nothing, then I didn't get anything from it as far as fulfillment. But because I saw a hummingbird, and in my head, I'm like, my fucking, all of the most important women in my life yeah. loved hummingbirds. And for and out of nowhere, I'm having an argument with my wife, with my most important woman in my life, and a fucking hummingbird flies into my garage and just like stares at me in the face, like talk to her stupid and then fucking <laughs> flies away. Like, I'm going to do something with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it did make me feel better. And f it was weird because in that moment, you know, you're you if you've ever argued with your spouse, emotions are high, you're not gonna be making rational decisions. But all of a sudden that happened to me. And I was like, I'm gonna go fucking apologize. Yeah. I didn't know this shit was my fault. I'm gonna go apologize anyway. Because I just take whatever that sign was seriously. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so to continue on from that article, said for many people around the world their spirituality and faith directly coincide with their belief in the paranormal i know it's not so much around here but it is in a lot of other areas um, so mediums for example deliver messages from the dead to the living tarot card readers connect with their innate uh, spirituality to conduct readings for those who seek them and there are others who practice voodoo or hoodoo to wrangle the spirits and own them in order to work in a perfect balance. So like, again, that was stuff that like before I was just, I don't know. I was just super skeptical about. It, yeah. And to be honest, I am skeptical of a majority of them, I think, yeah. because like you see a lot of people that say that they can do this or feel this or whatever. And part of me is like, I'm just not believing it with this particular person. I just feel like you're selling something to me. Yeah. But then there are some people where I'm like, fucking maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe they can, what the fuck do I know? And again, if we're talking about higher energies, we're talking about an energy that exists and we don't understand it yet. Like, do people have a, do some people have a sixth sense to pick up on this fucking energy? Maybe I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? That's my thought. Or maybe they're so spiritually in tuned, like with themselves, like in the inner. Because for me, uh, spirituality is like working on your inner self. Yeah. Maybe they're so like in tune with their self and their spirit and their body that they are able to channel that energy. Because I've, I've talked to one of my buddies who certified. He's certified in like hypnosis and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever heard of like delta waves? No. Like I guess he gave me a really like. And I don't remember, but I guess there's a, a wavelength that your brain can get to that is just like a whole, like unlocking a whole nother level of like understanding. And I need to do a lot more research on it before I can just be like, oh, hey, Delta waves. But apparently it's like hypnosis on steroids 
where your your mind is just like totally unlocked. Well, again, I mean, if you study any of the great thinkers or philosophers or whatever, when you if you if they were around at a time where like there can be videos, like there's videos of them yep. and you're watching videos of them, you're just like, all right, there's something different about this guy. You know what I mean? Or this girl. There's just something like they they understand some shit that I definitely don't fucking understand. It's like when I'm talking to somebody that's clearly smarter than me. You ever talk to somebody that's clearly smarter than you? Um, Eric, every time we do this podcast, that's how, that's I think that's how you feel. That's how I feel. That, that is how I fucking I, feel. I mean, I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm doing my I'm doing my fucking best. I'm doing an okay job. You know what I mean? I'm just bumble fucking my way. Hey, you're keeping up with me and I'm very impressed. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to do my best, my friend. But um, I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about when I started saying Keeping that. up with like. Yes. So when you talk to somebody and it's very clear that they're like smarter than you, um, not in like a rude condescending way, but you just talk to this person. You're like, oh, this person has just unlocked something. Yeah. Like there are certain people spiritually, philosophically who are also like that, where you just hear them talking, you're like, oh, they un- they have a greater understanding of themselves, of their spirit, of energy, of something, just listening to them speak. You know what I mean? So do you think Jesus was there? Like, do I think he was real? No, 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 he was real. He, I mean, yeah. like, he's a real person. Right, yeah. But do you think, not from like a religious standpoint, just Jesus as a person, do you think he like achieved ultimate spirituality? I mean, I think so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think he... For him to be in a position where people were going to him for help. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I think if you become a healer like that, then yes, I think you've like achieved something spiritually. You know what I mean? Just a better understanding of self. And therefore, I think if you have a better understanding of self, you have a better understanding of humanity. I, so, I would agree with that. You know? And again, this is back from that uh, GoCityTours.com article which is a very cool article by the way um it, it says spirituality at its core foundation is about looking into oneself for strength and courage for some it's about opening themselves up to the universe and receiving the message of spirit or high energy for others spirituality is nothing more than reconnecting with their own self and allowing that beauty to manifest into reality i think those are very good words like i love how they said all that stuff you know what i'm saying i like that a lot you know what i'm I'm noticing a lot like uh, based on like our readings and stuff just about spirituality it it seems to focus on a lot of like self Mm -hmm. right yeah i just got a random like weird out of left field thought but what if the church and like other religions realized that and they were like oh let's make it about us Instead of people focusing on themselves, so religion wouldn't die. I don't know. Am I just no? That's I don't know. My thought, <laughs> my honest thought is just that, and it's it's kind of pessimistic, but it's more or less just that human humanity is just very corruptible, no matter what. Mm. And when I see religion, uh, me personally, I see something that was started for a good reason yep. that, that had more good than bad to offer, and I still think I'll, I see a lot of that. Um, but there are times where you do see the negative sides, you know what I'm saying? And there are times where in any group of people, I don't care what, if it's religion, if it's politics, if it's a company, if it's whatever, 
just people are corruptible. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think so, in, especially when you're talking about the church and the power of the church and the people that rise to positions of power within that church. I'm not saying that the religion's wrong. I'm saying that people are wrong. People, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. That's how I feel. That's just, but, um, but yeah, and then, okay, so to wrap up that article, uh, it had some cool stuff about voodoo and hoodoo because I didn't know really much about that. I guess voodoo is in more Haitian of a background and, or no, sorry. I think hoodoo is Haitian and, and voodoo is Louis is from Louisiana, but I could be wrong. Um, so in, in explaining the voodoo religion, Michael bill who leads uh, voodoo tours in new Orleans, uh, was quick to point out that communication with spirits is everything. A practitioner can pray to the lowest, which is the spirits of Haitian voodoo and Louisiana voodoo, but also to your ancestors who have since moved on. There is no disconnect from the living and the dead, but they are, in fact, all one and the same. To open the portal into the spirit world, one must pray or ask Legba, the Loa, of the gates. Voodoo practitioners can catch lost spirits, wrangle them in, and bring them to another location so as to protect them or help them to later cross over. On the other hand, if another practitioner knows that a spirit is attached to you, they can use that spirit against you. And even when discussing the dead, literally the cemeteries, Michael Bill says that in the voodoo religion, the practitioner owns the spirits of the graveyard. So like I can tell you, I do not fuck with Ouija boards. I have never experienced one. I don't want to. I don't even. And again, <laughs> it, that's my fear is based in my spirituality. Mm. I don't know what that's doing, but I think it's doing something. And I don't think it's good. And because I don't fucking understand it, I don't want to bring that shit into my house. No, nope. call me an idiot. Call me whatever. I don't care. I don't want that shit in my house. Like, I'm just like, mm, no, man. Like, I am Asian. And I feel like that plays into it a lot because the Asians never fucking survive the horror movies. If an Asian is in a horror movie, they usually are the ones that died before the horror movie actually started. And they're the ghost, like in The Grudge or The Ring or any of those other ones. You know what I'm saying? Like Asian people do not make it long. So like my wife, she loves spirituality, which is great. She's very, she's very into her spirituality, which I love because she found it in her own genuine way. But she likes that creepy shit and I fucking don't because I'm like, she's too pretty and I'm too me. So like <laughs> she'll fucking live and I will die because I'm gonna be like, oh, I guess I better go check this, that sound out. And then I'm fucking dead. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, and we've gone, she loves go going to haunted spooky shit. I don't fucking like doing any of that because again, and I'm not like religious, but I'm super, I just, again, from a spiritual perspective, there's just something there that I don't understand and I just don't want to fuck with it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. what's your feeling on, on all that kind of stuff? Uh, Yeah, I don't do the spooky stuff or like the... Do you mean you don't, you don't believe in it? No, or... I do. I do. I just, okay. I, I don't, I won't do... You don't fuck with it. No, no. You know what <laughs> really throws me off? The spelling of Ouija board. Like, who came up with that? We, yeah, we, oh, oh, you, I, J, yeah, that's probably not even fucking English. I don't know that really threw from. that really throws me off. But what I'm really stuck on, have you heard all the stories of like, uh, I believe Gettysburg is one of them where people's spirits are trapped there? Oh, do, God. You, do you like that shit freaks me out again? Okay, if we're talking about energy, 
and you're on a fucking battlefield where these young men lost their fucking lives in this war in a terrible, horrible way. If any of that energy shit is even sort of real, like you're going to feel something, right? Like something has to be there. There's some sort of energy about that space. And I've been to Gettysburg. I was going to say, you can speak to this, right? Like you've been. Yes. So I went to Gettysburg when I used to travel as a private investigator. Uh, I would sometimes take like a couple of weeks and I would do all these cases um, out east and I would usually go through Pennsylvania. And every time I go through Pennsylvania, I would stop at a new stop at a new place like history because I fucking love history and so uh, I stopped at Gettysburg and bro the battle of Little Round Top yes. uh, I went to that site and dude I'm I'm not telling you I'm, I'm telling you like the hairs on the back of my neck are like standing up right now you stand there knowing what ha- even if you didn't fucking know what happened if you were standing at Little Round Top and it is fucking beautiful out there yeah you just dude you fucking feel i'm telling you there you just feel something you're like this it just ugh, there's like some negative shit about this place you really? know what i mean oh that's how i felt but again i knew the story going yep. into it so like to look at where it happened you're just like eh, i don't know man it was it was creepy for me i thought all this shit was creepy but i would i would go to experience it because again like you i also enjoy history but i part of me is kind of intrigued to feel that energy yeah just to see my i just want that energy to know that like i come in peace that's why i just want to bring bring like a blunt and then just like (laughs) spread and be like hey man like i'm cool i'm just here to fucking hang out like i'm not here to fuck with your shit i'm not gonna take any of your shit yeah please don't you know do any of that weird shit to me all right but i've had have you ever had any so i kind of getting into little bit of the halloween spirit uh have you ever had any experiences like with the paranormal side one um my family and i we would go to uh indiana beach in monticello indiana i don't know if you've ever been no um but there there's like cabins you can like stay on the grounds and there was a picture of we were standing from the cabin we just got a picture and if you zoom in in the window there is a man and a woman in the like in the window and you can see a gold chain on the man, but that's it. That's the extent of my. <laughs> but, and you're sure that there's nobody in the window? There, there was. We were all outside. Everybody that was so on it was the vacation inside the building. It was inside the building, and in there, the cabin we were staying in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just like out front of the cabin. Took a picture. If you zoom in, you could, like I said, you could see the man, the man, and the woman. And again, like we talk about energy and all this shit we don't understand. Like if something happened to somebody in a space, like you would think that their energy would still be there. Their spirit, their whatever would still be trapped to that space if something bad happened or whatever. I don't know how it fucking works. Yeah. But like I have another friend who went through something similar. He has a picture um, of himself when he was a kid and he and he was sitting in front of one of those old tube televisions yep. like that would sit on the fucking floor in the wooden box yeah and you know you could tell when those tvs were off like you could tell it was off and in the picture and again this is an old printed out picture like or like developed picture yeah. it's not like a digital whatever um you can see a woman's face yelling like in the TV. And I remember when he showed me this fucking picture and it scared the shit out of me then. And it's like, you look at the picture, you can tell that the TV was off. Yeah. You can tell it was off, but there's just, and it looks like there's a reflection of a woman's face, but with how far back 
the picture was taken, it's very clear that it's not a reflection. Because you see him, my friend, sitting by a Christmas tree, like in front of the TV. And so like, he showed me that. And I guess he had a lot of other experiences with the paranormal. I've only had two. And that I'll tell you, the first one was when I was a lot younger. So when I was, I don't know, I'll say like 13, 13, 14, 12 to 14, somewhere in there. Um, I hung out with like four kids in my neighborhood all the time in my parents' neighborhood. And, um, I guess I shouldn't use, I don't know if it matters if I use their real names or not, but these two of them, I still talk to to this day. Uh, one of them, I'll call him Cal lived down the street from me. Uh, he lived on the same block, well, opposite side of the same block. And he had like a picture perfect family. Like he had a, a mom and a dad and a sister, a younger sister. And we would go over to his house all the time. And his mom was like this phenomenal baker. And his dad always was just like your classic dad, funny dad jokes, hanging out kind of thing. And unfortunately, his mom died from cancer. And then years later, after his mom passed away, unfortunately, the father started, I believe, drinking. And there were some other medical complications that led that kind of, I think, stacked up because of that. And then his father died. And we were young. Like I said, we were like 12 to 14, somewhere in there, because we didn't have our driver's licenses yet. And so when Cal lost his dad, both of his parents were gone and he has younger sister. Um, he had to go stay with his aunt and uncle for a little while. And so he asked me and our friends if we could watch the house for him. And he had a dog and he had a cat. And so we're like, yeah, we'll watch the house for you. Don't worry, man. You know what I mean? And cause we were the only other people in the area that they knew and that they trusted. And so one night, and I remember it was a night because we went to deep, river water park that day and we went to the water park all day had a great time because we didn't have a time we didn't have time to go to the house to check on the dog we went there in the morning um and we didn't have time to go back until that night so we get back and it's already dark and there's three of us and i'll say the other guys names are uh jack and kyle so jack kyle and i when you walk into cal's house it's a tri-level so you walk in and there's a uh, set of stairs that goes up and a set of stairs that goes down a set of stairs that goes down goes into the basement a set of stairs that goes up goes up and then to the right there's a living room and a dining room kitchen and then to the left of it is a hallway connected to the bedrooms okay so uh i already forgot their made-up names what did i say jack and kyle jack and yeah jack, jack and, kyle. and kyle and cal those okay. sound too close such a fuck up. Um, so Jack, and Ralph, Bob, and Jim. Now we're going to fuck it all oh, up. Okay. So Jack and Kyle and I, we walk up the stairs. Kyle goes to the right. Jack and I go to the left. Kyle immediately screams. He turns and he runs out of the fucking house. Jack and I don't even see what Kyle looked at. We didn't even have time because we were looking down the hallway. And what was down the hallway was at the so if you were to look down this hallway there was my friend's room his sister's room and then at the end of the hallway was the parents bedroom yeah there was a table like it was one of those our old card tables yeah that was in the basement that was now blocking off the parents bedroom nobody had keys other than us 
the dog, because they did have a dog, uh, was too short to be able to grab the table and pull it up there, much less pull it up two flights of stairs. And we saw the table, and Jack and I were like, and we fucking left. So we get outside, we stop Kyle. We're like, dude, what the fuck, man? Why did you scream? Because he didn't even see what we saw. Yeah. And he swears to the, and this day he's actually a police officer in our area now, but like he swears that he saw our friend Cal's dad sitting in his recliner right when he turned around, the, right when he came up the stairs. Like he swears that he saw that. And he saw that. And I saw, and uh, Jack and I saw the table and like we left. And that was the last time I'd ever been in that fucking house. But here's the thing about it. Because I obviously, my dad still lives down the street from that house. I've seen that house a billion times since. I never felt a fear. I never felt like when I had that experience that anything was going to hurt me. Yeah. It was scary, but I never felt that horror type of fear. Yeah. And even when I passed by that house, and I would take walks at night when I was a kid. I, would, I used to take walks at night ever, ever since I was a kid. I would take a walk and I would look at that house. And I would feel that presence. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't feel it in a really negative way. I just felt like something was there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was my first experience. And then my second experience, and I don't know if this is any better or worse than that story, but so I was actually, it happened when I was in Afghanistan. And so I was in Afghanistan and we were going on this mission. And the mission itself was a a long mission like we were going to be gone i think for a couple of days or something and we were driving in mraps and mraps if you're unfamiliar are like thirty-eight thousand pounds it's like an if an suv and a tank had a baby that's what a fucking mrap is you know what i'm saying like yep. it's, it's big and i used to drive one and so we're driving on this mission in afghanistan we got our whole I know we had two squads in, in the platoon sergeant's vehicles with us. And I was in the platoon sergeant's vehicle. And we're driving and we see this open plane, right? In between, like we're in a valley somewhere in the middle of bumfuck Afghanistan. And we start slowing down. Um, and as we're moving through this plane, again, it's just dirt and sand and shit everywhere. There's no roads. There's no markings. There's no signs. There's no nothing. So you're just driving through this valley and all of a sudden one of our front trucks calls up and I forget his call sign or something. It was like two, three or something. Uh, I think we were like two, seven. Uh, he's like two, seven. This is two, three. And, and my platoon sergeant, I was driving my platoon sergeant sitting in the TC spot. So front, right, um, front passenger. And he's just like, yeah, go ahead. What's going on? And the vehicle's like, Hey, we're stuck. Uh, we're not sure what's going on. They were in an MRAP and so my platoon sergeant was like, all right. And he tells another vehicle to line up for a tow. So we're going to try to tow this vehicle out because the vehicle's stuck. We don't know why. So he calls in a, the other vehicle to pull up to tow. And then all of a sudden, the other vehicle pulls up, calls us, and says, we're stuck too. And so my platoon sergeant's like, that's fucking weird. So he tells me. Hey, and they all, like I said, uh, I think I mentioned this before, but guys I deployed with just called me Petey. Cause my last name is Peterson. And he was like, Petey, you know, pull up, get ready, you know, set up, set us up for tow. I was like, okay. So I started to pull up and then all of a sudden my vehicle boom, lunges forward and I'm stuck. 
Now, mind you, I just said I was sitting in a fucking plane. It was it looked like flat ground, no markings, no signs, no nothing. So I'm like, how what is happening? And so I'm stuck. And so I'm like, and my platoon sergeant obviously feels that. He's like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, I don't know. So I put my vehicle in low and I just kind of creeped up. And then all of a sudden I got out of it and then boom, my other tire was stuck. And so the platoon sergeant goes, you know, I'm going to get out. Let me get out. And he gets out with his turp our interpreter. And so they both get out and they're, they're walking, they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, talking to the other vehicles. I'm still sitting in the vehicle looking out and all of a sudden I just see the blood just leave my interpreter's face. And then my platoon sergeant calls up to me and he's just like, so we're in an unmarked gravesite. All of the vehicles were getting stuck because they were hitting graves. And again, it's unmarked. They exist out there. You know, they're bodies that were buried and they weren't buried very deep. Yeah. And as we were driving over them in a giant vehicle, it started collapsing stuff. So that's the first creepy part. That's not it. That's not all. So obviously we're all fucking terrified at this point, especially me. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like apologizing. Like, oh my, I'm so sorry that like, we don't need to be doing this shit. You know what I mean? So our vehicles, we've slowly, everybody puts them in low because I managed to get out of the first one and we, put, we all put our vehicles in low and then we drive out of it. And then as we're driving out of it, like vehicles are still like clunking in and getting stuck because they hit another one. And it was the most like morbidly weird fucking feeling. And as uh, we finally all got out of it and we were like, I believe if I remember this right, we were like another hour or two into our mission because we had to drive a long fucking way. And as we're driving, and mind you, we have uh, military radios. And if you don't know anything about military radios, it's pretty hard from what I know for other people to get on your frequency. It's not impossible. It can happen. but It's usually pretty improbable. Like, because the, the radio set up the way that they are, like they're made in such a way where like they're supposed to be secured channels. Right. So we heard this voice come over the radio and it wasn't speaking English and it wasn't speaking Arabic. Well, at least it wasn't speaking anything our interpreter could understand. And it was repeating the same word. I can't remember what it was, what it said, but it kept saying the same thing over and over again because the uh, fourth squad squad leader, his last name was Sergeant, is Sergeant Brock, got on the radio and he said, hey, this is a secure channel. Like, I don't know who's on this, but you need to get off our channel, get off our frequency, whatever, whatever. And it kept repeating the same word and it got louder and louder. And the interpreter was like, I have no idea what language that is. And it only lasted for like, I don't know, a minute or two. And then it went away. And then that was it. And I was just like, dude, when we got back to base, like me and the rest of the E4 mafia, we were all like, yo, what the fuck was that about? That was weird as shit. How many different languages <clears throat> do they speak over there? Is it just like the one language or was there multiple different languages that that um, the locals spoke? There was Pashtun. There was, 
I forget because my my time was in Iraq and Afghanistan. I I can't remember if it was Pashtun, Dari. I I okay, Afghanistan. I know Pashtun was one because I learned how to speak some Pashtun. Mm-hmm. But our interpreter could speak several different dialects. Yeah, I know he could speak several. I have no idea how many exist out there. Did he? I mean, was he able to recognize? No. So it was just a random. And whatever it was, like I said, it was a it was a voice saying a word. Did it sound angry? And over and over. No, it was like it was just quiet at first, and it was just speaking in even tones, and it just repeated this one multisyllable word, and it kept saying it over and over, and it just got louder and louder and louder. Dude, yeah. that's creepy. Yeah, dude. So I started a long time ago, like just writing a a. a fucking story for just no reason like for creativity's sake and like i've used that that's a part of that fucking story because like i said it was one of the weirdest things that like i've experienced those two fucking stories that's crazy so that's what i got that's what i got uh but yeah do you have any you have any others that you can think of um not that really stand out in my head just the just the gold chain yeah yeah fucking Ghost pimp. Ghost pimp. Hanging out in the house. Um, other than that, this was a fun little episode. Man. That was a fun episode. This yeah. was fun. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about spirituality, about spirits, about Halloween, about any of that stuff in general? No, no. Just I think we covered it okay. I think so, yeah. I think we're doing good, buddy. So then what I will uh, close out with is just a list of some of the things that Fat has going on. Uh, so just so anybody out there listening knows, thank you very much again for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow what we're doing uh, on our project Headspace and Time and website, social media accounts. On October 11th, uh, we're going to be having a coffee social over at the Mantino Veterans Home from 9 to 11. Uh, we did this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Super fucking fun. We just went out with a few dozen donuts and some coffee and just hung out and uh, and uh, shared some really cool stories and heard way, way, way cooler ones. Um, on October 14th, if you are a veteran in Kankakee or any surrounding counties, it's going to be the Fat Family Halloween Party. We're going to be over at Wild Hearts Farm. Uh, it is a free event for veterans. However, it is limited as far as attendance is concerned. So you got to make sure that you register. Uh, you can check out Wild Hearts Farm. That's Wild Hearts, H-A-R-T-S, uh, Farm on facebook or their website and they're going to have a link for registration it's on their website but essentially it's from 3 to 10 p.m we're going to have vendors out there doing some of the stuff that we talked about mediums tarot card readers a fucking magician because like magicians still exist which i think is super fucking cool uh we're gonna have a gaming lounge out there a bunch of bounce houses and stuff for kids um big fellas the car lounge is going to be out there hanging out free dinner and then we're going to have a movie afterwards outside and then we got like popcorn cotton candy just a really good time for everybody to come and hang out with their families Uh, and it's for any any veteran and their family and friends so if you are a family member or a friend of a veteran let them know about it and uh and as long as you register you guys can come check it out uh on halloween 15th or on halloween 15th (laughs) You know what? We're starting the episode over. Just <laughs> fucked it all up. On October 15th, we're going to be participating in the Halloween downtown in Kankakee, uh, which is always a lot of fun. I think we're doing face painting. My wife, Ashley, will be doing some of the face painting and some of uh, the other members of the fat family. So check that out. 
Uh, on October 21st, our friends over at Stack Nutrition are going to have their grand opening in their new location. They've always been huge supporters of ours. So I always want to make sure I talk about what they have going on too. And then on October 29th at Steam Hollow Brewing in Mantino, there's going to be a October farmer's market where uh, some of the items and things that are purchased, I believe a portion of the proceeds will be going to Project Headspace and Timing. Uh, we're going to have some other outreach stuff going on throughout the month too. So if you're interested, make sure you check us out on our website, projectheadspaceandtiming.org. Uh, our Facebook project headspace and timing, and we now have an Instagram account. Thanks to Gabby. Uh, so you can check us out on project headspace and timing on Instagram too. Um, other than that, uh, I think that's all I have, my friend. Do you have anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you have a very good holiday, uh, Halloween and, uh, spooky season, even though I think we'll probably have another episode come out before Halloween, right? Yeah, definitely. My yep. concept of time is stupid. Um, <laughs> time is Either way, dumb. we hope that this episode gets you in the mood. There you go. For the for the spooky season. Like, listen to it when you're going to a pumpkin patch or some shit. You know what I mean? I hope you enjoy it. Um, and until next time, it was always it was always fun. Uh, hopefully, we helped you go from being freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional to being fine. And uh, until next time.